Uh, good afternoon, everyone. We are truly in this together. To get, to get, to get, to get together. And the only way we will get through this is by all of us working together. Each of of you doing your part you, you must stay at home all right welcome to another episode of the you must stay at home period podcast featuring the lovely karen with the hard r Queen of Entanglements. That's what you can call me tonight. Queen of Entanglements. <laughs> I get it. And, um, and uh, my brother from another mother, Hamilton. Yep, yep. Entangled. <laughs> and for all our new listeners, uh, you know, our, our primary uh, reason for, uh, for this podcast, we're discussing current events, sports. Uh, only a little bit of sports, to be honest with you, and uh, mostly pop culture. Um, so what's new with everybody tonight? What's new? Mm. Um, what is new? The city of Asheville, North Carolina, has uh, made good on a 200-year-old promise. That's what's good. But yeah, only kind of. Right, kind of. Which is so, so, so America. Yeah, there's no real set aside for black people. It's for minorities. There's no actual plan yet. It's an idea to create a plan. <laughs> so it's, it's just, uh, I think it, I'm, I don't want to knock it. Yeah, yeah. Because... But, Symbolically, I'm, I'll, I'll take it. Right. And even symbolically, because it's this deep south. It's number one, the deep south. And yes, it should happen. But it's a federal thing. And maybe it could get the rest of the state on board to do the same thing. Excuse me. Yeah, I think it's um, what I like about it is that they did say it was going to be for descendants of people who had been, you know, uh, oppressed or persecuted or denied um so that's trending in the right direction it's it's a step toward ados and uh it's i've never seen a government specifically say yes we owe reparations and we are committed to paying them so point of the big the big the big point of that the big important part of that is that it is local politics Yep, exactly. And the, the importance of local politics. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's something that I've been thinking about um, in relation to this this ongoing conversation we've been having about that. You know, it's like okay, now we're what a hundred some odd days out um, from election day. Is it just a hundred? God, I hope it's more than that. This year is flying by, but. Mm time to start you know getting into some of this uh some of these areas of black twitter um and start you know encouraging these people to get entangled with uh with their ballot box um 
so so to you guys does it have a, a hr 40-ish feel to it no hr 40 was an idea to to study this is more than that this is to this create is, an actual plan right going okay. further okay. that's why i said I, I i'll i'll welcome it because it's the first time um any any uh government local state federal what have you has affirmatively said um descendants of slavery are owed reparations not we we need to you know hr 40 it essentially to me says we need to think about whether descendants of, of slavery of, of slaves deserve reparations this definitively says yes I mean, well, so I it's, mean, it's, it's a step in the right direction yeah that's great i mean just uh i mean if you guys can imagine imagine saying any of this stuff you know in the late 90s like people would think you you'd be labeled a you know a uh hotep if you if, if you said it a year ago yeah yeah true if you said it months ago <laughs> i um i i think we were having a conversation buck and i tr i was making that point that um it's amazing to me just how far it's come. You know, that was something that you whispered about among other black people, you know, because if you said it too too loudly, too publicly, you know, you were branded mili too militant and angry and- They canceled from- Yeah, delusional. Right, you know, and you would get that, well, you didn't, you didn't you were never a slave and my people never owned slaves and i'll never pay you know over my dead body and the conversation has dramatically changed so that part is awesome let's let's circle back to what to what um ham was just saying uh regarding uh our, our brother nick cannon um you know i don't know if i guess you guys everywhere what, what happened to him he got fired from Viacom. Uh, and have any, have either of you actually listened to the to that particular podcast? Mm -mm. No. And you know, I, I actually did listen to it. And um, I thought it was an old podcast. Is it is it old or did it just come out? I thought it was. I I, I can't. I, I, I can't read you know, in the comments. It is very old. Like I just got on to um, Nick Cannon's podcast. He, he just did a uh, interview with with a you know another you know, black person, um, Karen's favorite social media personality. She did, he did a, uh, interview right. with him. Okay. So that's how I, <laughs> that's how I, um, got on to his, uh, his podcast in the first place. So I'm not even sure, uh, what date, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't very recent, um, for what I remember, no. but he was interviewing, uh, Professor Griff. But it was the old podcast though, right? Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, we could look up the, the date. I, we don't have to look it up, but I saw in social my social media feed either was either Twitter or Instagram, and I saw someone say something about it, like, "Oh, they're trying to get our brother from some resurfaced video," and, mm -hmm. I, and it wasn't that. And I because I wanted to hear what he actually said, and it wasn't that. The link that I saw, the video that I saw, was him explaining. Uh, about him talking about some Francis Cress Welsing, melanin, mm -hmm. some ISIS papers type stuff that, uh, you know, it's, it's what it is, it's ISIS papers stuff. So they were getting mad at him over that. 
I'm like, that's what he's getting fired over? But, I, but they said, no, it's over anti-Semitic commentary that he made. And I'm like, where's that at? And I, and I didn't hear it. And, and the video was with Professor Griffin. So I was a little confused. So I, no, I've not heard it. And I'm a little lost as to why. But I also thought that, how does Viacom employ Nick Cannon? Because of wilding out the show? Yeah, because I think that's under the umbrella MTV, which is also yeah, it is. Viacom. Or, or VH1 or whatever, one of the Viacom channels. But he, that was the backbone. I don't know if you guys have watched MTV since back in our day when we watched the real world and when MTV was a thing. I don't think, I think his Wild Hunting Out show was propping up MTV for him for quite a, quite a long time. I would agree with that. When Wild and Out was on air, that was that era. Mm, yeah, that's about all I can remember it, from you know watching on that channel. So I and I know those guys. Some of those actors made great money per episode. They were talking about they were making close to six figures per episode just the comedians that were there participating. So I think that there will likely be a lawsuit from him to claim some sort of ownership of it because I saw what I did also see was that that uh, Sean Sean Combs mm -hmm. invited via Twitter Nick Cannon to when you're ready to come to the home team well, there's a Suge Knight quote I'm trying to remember that I can't I'm failing on yeah, he was inviting him to come over to Revolt TV. Yeah, he was trying to, uh, you know what I'm saying? There was some shit like comic, comic, I can't remember it. Point, yeah. Bring the show over there. I I also, that was the first time I, that I found out that Revolt was actually owned by Puffy. I thought all of Puffy's stuff is, he's the figurehead, but it's not necessarily owned by him. But I could, I, that was news to me to find that out. And I'd be fully supportive of that. It's a great idea. And I know your brother, Ron Bron, and, uh, and his his business guy, with Maverick Carter, began an entire media agency with $100 million backing of investment to make things happen. Sounds like these media folk have paths to do great things. There's plenty of content amongst these folk. So, I being fired from Viacom, owned by CBS, a failing corporation. Viacom's been bounced around. This is the third purchase of Viacom within 10 years, right? Oh, wow. I hadn't been following it. So, I don't, you know, I is it necessarily a big loss for 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 uh, for Nick Cannon to be fired from them and just stand and I and I could be wrong he may have said something that was very anti-Semitic I didn't see I didn't hear it I don't know what it is and I tried, he, uh, tried to look for it well, I, he didn't I mean, I, oh go ahead I mean I had I listened to it I, I did listen to that podcast maybe a couple of weeks ago and um, from and how the the context of the conversation was uh, he brought Professor Griff on uh, formerly of Public Enemy one, one of the original members uh, brought him in to talk about why exactly Griff got ousted from Public Enemy. So Griff was telling the story 
and um and griff started going to these talking points about uh you know african americans you know being you know, real jews and, and things like that and once they went in, went down that road into that conversation uh then nick you know started to expound on and, and kind of uh, parrot what what griff was saying and it's ironic because that's a like really similar things is what got him ousted from Public Enemy is the same exact uh, sentiments that um, they got Nick fired. And I kind of, and, and even when I watched it, I kind of cringed like, eh, Nick, you really want to, you know, go down that, <laughs> go down that road, the same road that Griff did. But I didn't really think, you know, much of it after I listened to it. But it's, um, you know, you know, people were definitely had to be digging, you know, to, to pull that up and then, um, you know, actively, you know, try to get him, you know, fired from Viacom. So, was there anything that you want to add to that, Karen? Um, I was looking for uh, the quotes, but I mean, he uh, he referenced the Rothschilds. Uh, yeah. Said black people are the true Hebrews. Um, it, I don't believe that, you know, he was trying to, from what I've read, I don't believe he's tr he was trying to um, be anti-Semitic, but he was, yeah, but he was right on that line with, um, right on that line with that kind of speech. And it is, um, it's, it's enough, you know, it's enough. If, if, if this, if the situation was reversed, and this was, I'm trying to think of, you know, um, something comparable uh, that uh, a white person has said, you know, kind of the, this is a nappy headed hose kind of it's, it's a cancelable offense for a, uh, oh, so right. It would send Don Imus to that farm channel, RFNC yes. channel. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes. And uh, I'm trying to think of who else um, has said something and, you know, they, try to say oh no 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 i didn't know it, it's not racist you know it's not racist i never said but to black people we hear we go oh come on that's racist so it is you know if i was if i was jewish i would definitely be like whoa 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 you know rothschild is always invoked with illuminati and the jewish banking cabal and it, it's a it's a dog whistle remember, um, remember uh Jay Electronica, a fervent supporter of a minister whose name shall not be mentioned, and fruit of that <laughs> religious <laughs> order, was living abroad and dating a Rothschild, and frequently talked about it, frequently photographed with her and her children and I just find it odd. I think all of these things are so intertwined. And I listened to the other day that same minister. I had a long drive this past week and I listened to that famous minister's uh, recent speech and the problematic parts of it, I wanted to listen to see, to hear what they were. And some of it is a little kooky because that same religious order 
intertwined with a different religious order uh, that people such as uh, famous celebrities who are multi-millionaires, close to billionaires, all somehow join. And they have some... There was a movie made about it with a late, great dead actor. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think I I know what you're talking about. Out of this part, out out of this part. Never mind. Sorry, guys. What minute is this? (laughs) Sorry. Um, I. Not, uh, not familiar, but um, that how Danai, how the, how Nation of Islam is interconnected with Scientology. They no. do, they do that Dianetics with that little, uh, what is the thing where you hold the little hand things to release you from whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was amazed that that motherfucker is part. He he does that same shit too. He works with them. Wow. And that was why, why, how I know, like, I think there's some righteousness in what he has to say. I'm editing this all out. I think there's some righteousness in what what uh, Farrakhan has to say. But the part of him, the part with their connection to Scientology, it's just so odd. And then listening to, when I, li- I listened to that entire speech because I was on the road for a long time. And he talked about... Uh, you know, of course, the, the the same Nation of Islam stuff with Yakubian created the devil. Yeah, you know, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, that kind of. We're going into all of that and then talking about, and even in the, his in the rhetoric, it's like my brother in Christ. That's part of the rhetoric. My brother in Christ, Jesus. You know, you know, Jesus. Uh, you know, we we worship Jesus. It seems that the Islam part, like. It seems like I must not know much or enough about religion as they, I, I'm sure he knows, obviously he knows way more about religion than I do, but I was never aware until listening to this. Yes, knowing that all these religions are very similar, that they are actually similar and that some of the stuff is so interchangeable. Well, that, it, it's just the view of Jesus, like who he is they this difference they in islam they'll say um they acknowledge jesus as, as being a um a prophet but not being uh god himself uh the way the christianity uh only does so it's like they'll give you know the christ as props but they don't you know worship him in the same manner Kidding. Talk about something different. I'm sorry for changing the topic and fucking it up. No, no, don't worry about it. But so, uh, it's it, uh, a good topic. I just, I wish I knew more about it to weigh in. But and uh, how about um, how about um, President 45's uh, comments about um, about um, Confederate flag. Not just about that, but about the um, when when asked oh, about, yeah. specifically about you know well, more more white citizens are are killed at the hands of a police, 
you know, they're black citizens and just well, he's right. Making, he's right. I mean, Which I mean, he, even I know more technically, technically, he is, he is right. I mean, no. I'm just wise. There's more. I'm glad. I don't know who that reporter was that asked him that, but I listened to it. I just heard. I heard it in the background because I didn't see who she was or what organization she was from. Great, great questions. He answered it. He is absolutely right. What should be more reason for him to get behind his law, get from behind that I'm a law and order president just because it's rhetoric and say instead, we need to change this. This needs to stop. Why are these innocent people dying at the hands of police for nothing? There's a video every day that comes out of police. And, awful but, stuff uh, done, done during the protests out in the open in broad daylight. I, I thought the same. That was my reaction, too. I said, I listened to it and I said, wait, so isn't he making an argument for uh, in furtherance of reforming or defunding the police? Yeah, uh, <laughs> they're killing black uh, people at a high at a disproportional rate. Um, to our num- our our population uh, numbers, and they're killing more white people than they kill blacks. So, ergo, there's something really, really wrong with the cops. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wait I a mean, minute. This but but then he has that himself. that stupid campaign commercial. I can't I can't stand that commercial. You guys oh, know what commercial I'm talking you about. Have to watch, you have to watch Trump commercials. Oh, my Lord. I don't have to watch Trump commercials. Okay, there's a commercial where uh, they're showing, you know, just this random footage from uh, different uh, protests or, or riots. I don't know where they're getting the stock footage from. But they're having like a fake uh, 911 call. And um, they're like, oh, oh I I did see that one. Oh, that one, says, yeah, where they you said, know, yeah. Um, if it's a rape, we're uh, sorry, we're, we're not available right now. You know, <laughs> press one for, yeah, yeah, burglary, theft, <laughs> rape, murder, yeah, and we'll get back to you in, in five, five days. days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually thought that was pretty effective. It's an effective ad um, to, oh, you yeah. know, if you're afraid of the idea of abolishing police. Or, then there you go um but pretty laughable nobody i should say very few people uh in their right mind think that that's what mm. thing is that the, the well, a lot of people i live are, are eating, are, i'm sure you match it up yeah well so because like underground swamp um well, you had we had a viable alternative up until today for about two weeks, unfortunately. Uh, Mr. Kanye West has ended his campaign. <laughs> so you're stuck, you're stuck with two choices. You've got Trump or Biden. Coke or Pepsi. Yep. Anything you want, as long as it's one of those. And um yeah, I was doing some some other, you know, um, came across some other interesting um, perspectives on the on the on the and updates on the Breonna Taylor case. And um, have you heard anything about it? Um, Has there been Karen? an update? Has well, there what, been they're, an update? what they're not really what they're saying that you heard about the 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 um, the Vision Russell uh, project. Have you heard about that? <laughs> 
No, what is it called? The Vision Russell Project. And what that is, is there's a, um, a neighborhood in where Brianna was living is predominantly oh. black in Louisville called Russell. The regentrification. Yeah, gentrification project. And they have like a whole like group of projects in the area which they were going to gentrify. But they said that there's uh, still quite a few black home, old black homeowners that are, you know, holding on to their properties and not selling. So they launched a, you know, some sort of, um, um, what's it called, place-based uh, project with the police. Um, and then they said that those investigations, especially one with Brianna, uh, was a part of that. And they said the, the mayor doesn't even want to disclose all the police officers that are exactly involved in that initiative. And, it's a, and, and to me, you know, my interpretation of it is less harass, you know, poor black people to get them to sell and get them out of that area because we have millions of dollars invested in the area already. Uh, but of course, you know, the mayor said that that's, you know, you know, pure, you know, poppycock. That there's, there's no way that that they would, you know, conspire to, you know, get people out of the area and, and that sort of thing. So he's backpedaling, but he won't <clears throat> release the names of, of those of uh, everybody that's in that unit. So you should be able to FOIA that, but. Um... That I did read about that. Um, uh, I don't know. You know that is it's an important part of the story. Uh, I feel like I'm most still most concerned with the cops who were involved in that raid being fired or and and arrested, um, or I should say arrested more more so than even fired. Uh, today, I saw um, Brett Hankinson, which is the cop, the only cop that's been fired um, from that uh, murder so far, and he's, you know, posting pics of himself on the beach between two bikini-clad girls in Florida. So, you know. Meanwhile, meanwhile, there was the big protests of the DA, last name, can't remember his name. A Democrat is he the DA, the Attorney General? I'm sorry, the AG. They protested on his lawn and they arrested everyone, including an NFLer named Kenny Stills, who's a uh, I think he's a tight end for the. No, no, he's a receiver. Are you a tight yeah. end? No, he's a receiver. Stills Are you sure? He went to Oklahoma. He's a receiver. Okay, he's still a tight end. From place with the Texans, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a he's a wide receiver. Are you sure he's a wide receiver? He's a slot guy. What, what's his name? Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills. Stills. Kenny Stills. S-P-I-L-L-S. But they were all arrested and spent days in jail. There were more people arrested. Um, but he's a prominent. He seems like he's the he's a great uh I mean he's one of the people that's that's been um consistently Knelt and everything, even during the um, yeah, he's Oklahoma Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah. ESPN oh. refers to him as a as a wide receiver, but uh, good good on him for oh he he <laughs> Buck he uh he invoked your uh your good trouble 
um, <laughs> in a reference, in a in a tweet um, about it. So he's a Minnesotan, so that tells us that this little young brother has a future in politics. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where he's from. Yeah, he's a, I, I believe so. I could be wrong. I don't, I don't know much about him, but I, I think he's a Minnesota. I don't know. I'm not. I thought he's a tight. I thought he was a tight end. I could be wrong about that. He went to Oklahoma University, of Oklahoma, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know where. He, I don't know much about. Let's him. see. The internet says no. You are correct. Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Oh, it's right there. That's that's the Vikings facility. It's out there. Right. It's in that same town. How do you know that? His pop, his pop played ball. Oh, Pop, okay. Pop played was was the uh, oh played for Minnesota. He, he I I don't think he played for Minnesota the entire time, but he maybe that's where he ended up at the end. No, Somewhere in the Midwest, he was at the. I don't, I don't even mention his uh his dad on his Wikipedia page, so I could Google him. Oh well. Oh Ken Stills. Not to be confused with Kenny. Uh, let's see. Ken Sills played for Wisconsin in college and the Packers for four years and then moved on to the Vikings for one. Okay, so it looks like he just went ahead and stayed. Took his money and went home. Mm-hmm. Very nice, very nice. Um, you know what? I, I have to say, really encouraged by... The activism I see from athletes. Um, what was the other thing that I saw? Oh, the um, the University of Texas. Um, are they the Aggies? What are they? No, no, the Aggies are Texas A&M. Okay, okay. Longhorns. Longhorns. The Longhorns. Um, uh, football players. Um, I, that is not necessarily totally accurate, but. What I read, you know, the University of Texas this week announced that they were going to be making a lot of changes to the campus, the symbology, taking down statues, renaming uh, the, the stadium, renaming the science building or the math building, whatever it was, a few other things. They are going to keep their racist, um, the eyes of Texas oh, theme geez. song, whatever it is. But um, they are, which is not their official fight song, but that's what everybody sings at the games. They're going to keep that. Um, even though that is rooted in minstrel shows and introduced to the campus a hundred years ago at a, at a minstrel show with the kids in blackface singing it. Anyway, um, but they're going to be making a lot of other changes, which are nice. And uh, that was in part driven by a bunch of athletes, I'm assuming it's football players, that said, mm-hmm. you know, they were going to, um, you know, there'd be repercussions if the school didn't make some changes put their foot down and it works. Yeah, I mean, that's, so, I mean, football's the big, one of the big money sports, especially right. for that university. Right, so it's, uh, it's really nice to see um, the young kids and the athletes stepping up, including this uh, Ken, Kenny Stills, Ken Stills Jr. So that's what's up. Now, I, I want to talk about, unless anybody else has any else to say i want to talk about something really important because i need some help understanding it all right so um it was trending actually it's still trending i think today that uh megan the stallion was shot in the foot and i need help 
I need help because I don't understand what the fuck is, excuse my language, what <laughs> the F is Megan the Stallion? I don't get it. What What is, who is this person and why does anybody care? Well, she's a, she's a, um, a rap artist. So that's right. the, that's the main thing, but who's always scantily clad, but I, I don't really follow her music. I'm being, I'm, okay, I I'm don't. I don't. With you. She's very popular. Her music is extremely popular. She is endowed. When I say endowed, she's a statuesque woman. And beyond just being, she's endowed and statuesque, and her lyrics are very provocative, but they're very popular. There's a Tiny Desk show of hers that she did. It was great. Really? She did yeah, a Tiny she, Desk? I actually respect Tiny Desk. <coughs> yeah, she did a Tiny Desk. Okay. But she's um, from Houston. She's a child of... Uh, she's an orphan. I think both of her parents have died. And I think they both died in her adulthood. Mm. Her young adulthood. But she's also a student... <coughs> excuse me, at Southern and had been a student while she was performing. The other big controversy about her over this past year was that I think she was signed to Jay Prince's label. She's from Houston. Mm-hmm. Jay Prince from Scarface. The yeah, ghetto boys. Ghetto boys. So she was signed to their label, but at a deal that wasn't a great deal, but they paid for everything. And she was trying to get out of the deal to come up with some new thing and they were um, kind of against it which makes sense they put up everything and invested everything in her and allowed her to shine and be great and turn her into the brand that she is they created who she is and she's trying to she was trying to get out of that deal and it became a big thing amongst her fans well she can't perform it now because of COVID where she's making her big money was performing live and she can't do that now. So, uh, she was apparently in a vehicle with some guy, some other rapper who I'm unfamiliar with. She's she's at least six feet and the guy she's with is like a 5'3 guy. Um, but he's a thuggish, I don't, I'm not saying thuggish in the racist way when thug is myself super nigger. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a you know like um they shoot him from below so he looks like a big guy you would never know until you saw him in person apparently because of this that he's five three but he was in the car with her and I, apparently he was being heckled because he was with her she's so tall he's so short from the brief bit of research i did on twitter today for a few minutes this woman is six feet tall. Uh, I don't, I don't really know, but I'm wow. just guessing. I know she's tall. I'm looking at. Okay. I've seen her several times and um, on video. Yeah, I've never seen her in person. Okay. It says. Statuesque. It says. Uh, okay. Because I, I, I keep or she's hearing. A big, she's a mega structure. She may not be six feet, but she's. Uh, She's not a little dainty thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I just... And I, she has, and you know, other than she has, great knees. There might be youth. might be something else. Her knees are great. She can bounce down and pop back up. I wish I had that ability. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kept hearing, you know, seeing that name, and I'm like, what woman in their right mind 
like I usually don't have a problem with names or nicknames that play with gender. I, I think Italian that's is a male horse. You should be exactly. making the mayor because the exactly. rhymes better exactly. anyway. <laughs> no, well, I just was like, what woman in their right mind would name themselves the stallion? And I was like, it's kind of clever, but it's also kind of cringe. Her music Inducing. is uh, her music is that her music is strip club music. Okay. And, on and so, the, so but, on that but now that you tell me that she's you know almost six feet tall, it makes sense. It's like okay, yeah. well then that uh, is fitting. Makes, it's fitting. And she's young. She makes strip club music. She's a college student, a, a enrolled college student at Southern University. What's she? Shout studying? out to all the HBCUs. What's she studying? something in the medical profession so she's not doing anything in the humanities to even know she's not reading anything in her coursework to know about um proper uh, about the things that you're concerned about yeah yeah she's well you know, about things that are totally i mean that, it, so. it 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 makes sense right like okay you know i don't know whether she chose that for herself but that was just something it's just a slang term she just but, took in. It's, it's, yeah, it, it, the Texans, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, that. right, exactly. I mean, it is, it's catchy, it's clever if, you know, or given the fact that she's tall, this, the internet says 5'10", that's essentially six feet. So, you know, that, that now I've got some context and it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. She seems like a great, she seems like a good girl. You, she, there's nothing about it that would make you think that she's a, this, she seems like a lovely, young woman that you can't say anything bad about. Her lyrics may be a little bit vulgar, but who doesn't say vulgarities? Especially vulgarities when you're an orphan and you're trying to make money and it's working and you're doing your thing. I have nothing negative to say about that girl and I'm glad nothing happened to her that would permanently hurt her, especially involving a girl. Less Less than two minutes. Foot injury might make it harder to to, you know, to do those bounces, you gotta have that support, the arch, break the knees, you know. It makes you think of, um, what's the Eddie Murphy movie? Oh, Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. The Harlem Nights scene. That's, when I picture what happened, I'm picturing that scene. Eddie Murphy's a little short guy, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And, uh, yeah, he's a little guy. Let me see. Is she taller than uh? Is she more well endowed? Before we close out, is she more well endowed than Nicki Minaj or Atrina or any she's, of these she's other? She's a natural. She's a natural young woman. Okay. She's not a. She's not a builder. She's not a builder type of girl. She's. She's. There's not. You can't say anything negative about the girl. The girl's a, a great girl. I. I may not like her music, but as a as a person, she seems like a lovely young woman. Speaking of this, you know, addressing this COVID-19 um, pandemic, the city of Philadelphia has, has done something uh, very bold. They're um, postponing all of their public events um, until February uh, of 2021. And what that means is, you know, all of their public events, such as all professional sports, no one will, will be able to, uh, no fans will be able to sit in seats at any of their events and and as you know 
you know, or you don't know, they have, you know, major, you know, NFL teams, Major League Baseball, um, the 76ers basketball team and the Flyers, uh, all of those teams will be, you know, affected uh, by that. In fact, <clears throat> I was listening to uh, someone I follow on, a Philadelphia sports fan I follow on, um, on uh, social media, and he was, you know, complaining uh, about, you know, there not being any Eagles home games and, you know, why would they do that? You know, as if the Eagles were doing it. But, you know, I just felt like that was very, you know, um, uh, what's it called? You know, short of him to think that. Uh, I mean, obviously they're doing it just to crack down on this on this virus and, and get it un under control in that city. And anybody that's been to Philly knows it's not, you know, necessarily, you know, the cleanest place ever. So uh, what do you guys think about them postponing until February of next year, all the public events? Um, doesn't seem unusual to me. I mean, where I live, everything is postponed like that. So it's what you have to do. We are in the middle of a pandemic. You're, the pandemic won't, will not subside until there's either herd immunity or um, a vaccine. Herd immunity is, you know, the brute force route, uh, which would kill probably a few million people, um, you know, one to three by the estimates I've read, uh, and would require something like 80% of the population to have been infected uh, and develop antibodies. So that's not the way you want to go. And, you know, a vaccine typically takes two to five years or longer to develop so you have to post postponing things till february is is um is very liberal in that sense you know um probably should be looking at postponing everything through the entire year of 2021 so not unusual um and not nothing to be surprised or alarmed at and anybody who would say otherwise um does not understand science and pandemics. I mean, I, I mean, I was thinking, is that going to be, I guess my, my overarching point is, do you guys think, I mean, they're going to play the sports, you know, they'll play in front of no, you know, no crowd whatsoever. Um, I'm just wondering whether that will, that will, well, that's what they're, they're planning to do, you know, so far, but, but will, um, will that be a trend, you know, where everyone will just do, you know, basically do that postponement stuff. I know other cities, at least, you know, from what I know, they haven't, you know, said anything definitive. Everybody's been pretty much doing their own thing. I think many cities in the Northeast uh, and in a lot of the Midwest are also in that same plan. They're, no one is planning to, none of, no, there's no events, not just sporting events, but think about events that happen in a city within a week. It's not just sports, it's comedy shows. Right, it's theater. Conferences. Exactly. Theater. Right. Yeah. Everything. Nothing is being planned. Everything right. is being postponed and canceled through 21. And it's not, maybe not in the South, maybe not in parts of the Western South where they're just ignoring it. Maybe not now because people are actually dying and catching it 
great numbers, but yeah, I don't think it's. I, I think the biggest thing that we need to think about is schools. Schools yeah. are the neck are the biggest indicator right now. Schools, you can't open up anything without kids going back to school, and in a lot of these places, there's confusion about what's going on in schools. I have Midwest family, and I have nephews in the Midwest who are were they were to start back at school in a couple weeks because their schools start back in the end of July mm-hmm. and now they're being they, they, that was the plan up until this week and this week they changed it no school until October no in-person schooling until October uh, unless depending on school district and it's all contingent upon and I've noticed because I've the very the the two big uh, teachers associations, teachers unions. Mm-hmm. I've noticed they've ha- I've been paying attention to what they're doing and what their criticisms of this are because that's what I'm following when it comes to school openings. It's what they have to say and what they're doing. None of these yeah. schools, many of these school districts, these large in these larger cities, are leaving the plans up to the actual school within the oh, school. Wow. So schools are being responsible on their own and pl- and there's there's no statewide measure. There's no statewide regulation for how they're supposed to handle it. And every place that I've seen so far that's starting school early. So Yeah, that that definitely should I mean, be that's they the bigger have. indicator than what than than uh, a city saying we're not holding public gatherings larger than whatever. And on that topic, uh, Adam Silver already said, in terms of the NBA, he's ready to shut the NBA season down totally uh, if COVID starts popping up. And you already see all of these top players coming down with COVID. Yeah, Russell, I, I don't see this happen. I don't see the NBA season going forward. I know they're in the bubble, but I don't see the bubble happening. And speaking of the bubble, there was the bubble tea and all. Oh yeah, the, the, uh, the young lady that was being <laughs> solicited to come down to uh, hang out in the bubble. That's part of the tea, but it's tons of tea. There's gallons and gallons of tea <laughs> in the bubble. But I am just, uh, I have no faith in the bubble. Yeah, I mean, they're asking young men in their, most of which are in their 20s to, you know, you know just abstain. isolate, <laughs> abstain. Yeah, and even the ones who are, who are, you know, in their 30s and married. I mean, come on. You got to like, leave your wife at home. And I mean, come on. It's it just, I mean, it, it's, you know, sounds nice on paper. You just know, all for watch for about NASCAR. Two minutes. Right. It doesn't just sound all... nice on paper. We should just all watch NASCAR until Formula One, Formula uh, One, and IndyCar is back. Or Formula One, IndyCar. It's all it's all NASCAR to me because I, mean, I, don't, I don't know anything about. Any of those I mean, can, I mean, can you, <laughs> can, can, can you imagine? Can you imagine playing in the bubble, and it's almost like you hope you you lose in the playoffs just so you can go home. Like we're not gonna win the championship anyway. Let's just go ahead and lose. Yeah, exactly. At least we can go home. But did you see the WNBA? Their what, what about it? The WNBA is not. 
they're not in a bubble. The WNBA is playing it. Their bubble is IMG Academy. Oh, wow. I'm Brady, too. They have roaches and rats and all types of critters and creatures and filth they're living amongst. I would protest. I just would not go to... Their bubble is a... IMG would be be great. Maybe. It could be. I mean, I want to talk... It could, high school programs. it could very well be. Who knows what the For living football. conditions? All I know is what I've seen in the video of where they are staying and the video these WNBA players have been showing on social media. It could very well be. Parts of it could be great, but I'm sure there are way more WNBA players than there are IMG Academy students who are living on the facility that are there. So, I, you know, who knows? But... You know, and especially if you don't have the amount of staff to tame the wild creatures that grow. Think if you neglect a piece of property that you own for even, you know, a month when you're on vacation. There's you come back to a some something has failed that you have to fix. Imagine yeah. something in Florida, oh, South yeah. Florida, in the heat in the summer. Overrun by alligators. Yeah, all types of little creatures. Giant pythons. Yeah. <laughs> what happens they fight the alligators I um, I just don't yeah I don't see how um, you know contact sports uh, can carry on I just don't know that it's worth it right like you know I personally am hoping everybody does shut down again I really like the shutdown I like social distancing I was enjoying the isolation. I liked it when everybody was at home. They had to be home because then I had no FOMO and that was great. And, uh, you know, it gives people a chance to read when they don't have sports. Look at us. Look at us. We didn't have sports. We put together a podcast. This is a good thing. What's the last book you read? Me? great questions a lot of audiobooks a lot of I read a lot of self-help spiritual shit I'm not yeah, that you, educated you really want to know the, the title of what I've been uh, dipping into yes it is. I do Again, uh, Negro story of Oaks oh, okay. <laughs> say it again Negroes with Guns by whom tell us more by uh, Robert F. Williams. Oh. A Negro. Did you... Negro. <laughs> did you buy that? that? Or did you... Yeah, you can't go to the library, so you bought no, that. No, no, I bought that. Oh. Yeah, how, long has, how long has it been since you read it? Well, the first in decades. Yeah, I mean, not since, you know, a little bit of, you know, grad work where I just, you know, had to do it. But, I, you know, but you guys are right. I should read for my own pleasure but um you know i need to get into those into those audio books because that'd be a little bit easier for me I wish now, now, now now since i now since i don't commute i wish you it, would it, instead it would be, it would be a great it, it, instead it would be great. of instead of watching those misogynist heroes of yours <laughs> and, and speaking of uh, of guns i mean i i did go on my first trip to a to a, uh, a gun range 
and that was very interesting. Uh, a lot of people uh, ended uh, up with wounded, huh? Yeah, had they been, you know, standing on the other side of, uh, of the targets, yes, they would, they very much would have been center mass wounded. But uh, that was a it was an interesting experience, I tell you. I mean, I just never knew, you know, all the little, um, you know, different you know terminologies. Like, oh, that's a nice grouping, and I didn't know what people were talking about. And I figured I was oh the, the group of of uh, of shots in your target. If they're all clo- closely clustered, it means you're being, you know, being consistent and accurate. And um, you know, so it was, it was very interesting and, and much louder than I thought it would be. Even with uh, equipment on, uh, you got to you know wear your, of course, your your hearing protection and, and eye protection. But it was a lot louder than I thought it would be. And I did train with an instructor, but it was. Um, it was kind of interesting, you know, just, you know, pulling the, you know, trigger on a semi-automatic and, and watching it, you know, do its thing. Um, and then being kind of tense, anticipating for when the, um, when you're going to feel the recoil of the, of the gun. I mean, it kind of all happens at once. You hear it in the recoil at the same time and the, and the bullets already hit its target. So it was very, um, it was interesting. It's something I wish I had gotten two years ago, uh, before you know where I could have done it, you know, a little more casually than what people are doing it today. There's, you know, there's a, a run on on ammunition, and you can't really. Um, there's always a run on ammunition. For the record, you see how quickly we pivoted off of books. I thought we were gonna get into a literary discussion. Oh, sorry. Anyway, oh, we talking about, about guns. We talking about guns. That's fine. <laughs> We're talking about guns now. Um, yeah, there's always a run on ammunition. I, I believe there's been like a consistent run on ammunition since uh, 2008. When Barack Obama was in. <laughs> no, seriously, like I, I'm dead ass serious. <laughs> ammunition was sold out for weeks, if not months, right after that election uh, the, the, because the they were all the most threatening president. All, non-threatening president ever. Yes, and, all of MAGA was convinced he was going to take their guns. So <laughs> that is just hilarious. So uh, yeah, the right, you know, in their echo chamber, um, right-wing radio and blogs and podcasts and all that, they have convinced themselves that, especially every time there's a mass shooting and liberals call for regulation they got ammo is is sold out um in the in the immediate aftermath because they assume that you know speaking of that we haven't had any uh, really any of those anymore see shutdown benefit of shutdown (laughs) the benefit of shutdown i'm trying to tell you shutdown is the way to go yeah good luck shooting those people that are at home (laughs) exactly with their guns, you know. <laughs> yeah. People may not pack when they go to the mall or the movie theater or church, but although in Texas they do. But uh, at home, yeah, you know, they have a chance to get their own piece. So, it's a benefit of shutdown. Yeah, so um, if you were to get a, you know, any kind of, you know, firearm, what would be your 
um, weapon of choice? Rocket launcher. No, 50 cal, <laughs> 50 cal <laughs> rifle, right? That's a practical gun, right? <laughs> what, do you, what do you need to see your, uh, your, your enemy from, you know, two miles I always, away? I, I always wanted to be, growing up, that's what I wanted to be. I thought it was so cool to be a trained CIA assassin. So, yeah. Fuck yeah. What, the, the, the person that takes a shot or the spotter? Person that takes a shot. <laughs> Badass. Pull the <laughs> that always seemed like it was really cool, but, you know, I grew up with a bunch of boys, so I was in the ninjas and Knight Rider and Kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, that uh, shotgun pistol that Hamilton shared with us, that was that looked interesting. That, it's a cool gun. Like you pull that out, people are gonna look at you like, oh shit. Wait a minute now. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean I, interesting. I prefer you know, you know, after using a, uh, a AR-15 pistol, I was like, man, these things are pretty cool. I mean, they're like they're just the right size, where they're not, where just about anybody can can handle one. And the mm. the, um, the, re the recoil is is really next to nothing, but it's still, you know, a little bit, you know, you, you still shouldn't, you know, wield it like a, you know, like a psycho. Uh, some people don't, you know, really don't have any. <laughs> have any respect for for a weapon uh even when when i had to when i finished my little rounds of shooting i put it right down on the little table put the safety right on immediately like that was the first thing i did didn't want any kind of because i mean you make one mistake and that's that's your ass you know you're yeah. done you know but um but yeah this is this has been Man, 2020 has been such a, just a, I don't know. I mean, I think when 2021 hits, I'm just going to exhale. I think a even lot of people just, feel like just that. just for a second. It's like, it's been like a full on sprint. Yeah, it has been. I mean, it's just like one thing after the The hits next. keep coming, right? <laughs> I mean, it's so. like a closed gym <laughs> with no AC and you're running suicides. And they're like, yo, do, do some more. Yeah, I, I thought, <laughs> I, I legit thought, you know, in January, February, legit thought that uh, the impeachment would was going to be kind of like the big story. Yeah, until, and then Kobe Bryant uh, died. Until and, the election, right, right. I didn't even forgotten like, about that. Right? Yeah, I know, that, but so much stuff has happened. It's, yeah. It's been like, it's like they've stuffed, like even in this, what, what is it, July now? It's been like two years worth of events in like one, in, in six or seven months time. It feels me. like that, but... Because you know, it's just the intensity is just it's just been so intense. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the pandemic was you know a once in a century event. Yeah, but but then you get pushback from people who don't want to get on board with trying to you know to do the things to mitigate what's going on. 
like something as simple as wearing a mask. I mean, it's, it's really not that big of a deal. Um, even if it's, you know, if it's not as effective as people are saying, you know, why, you know, why risk it? It's effective if you wear the right kind. Where uh, people went wrong is the government, the uh, Trump administration tried to tell people because they they wanted to make an issue out of it. So they wanted to make a distinction between a mask and a face covering. So they told their people, just wear a face covering. So you got people walking around with cotton uh, handkerchiefs and, and bandanas around their face, which is covering their face technically, but that is providing no barrier between their breath and mm -hmm. the outside world. So that is not lessening transmission. If everybody was wearing a real, um, a real uh, um, filtering mask, an N95, a KN95. You know, there's a different. There's well, different a lot types of those are harder. They're harder to get now. Well, they're harder to get now, but they didn't have to be. Um, but you know, if people were wearing those, that is what they're doing. That that would have stopped transmission. If everybody adhered to that, and everybody took pains to wear those when they went out, we would have er basically eradicated uh, the transmission of the virus in a couple of months. That's what they're doing in South uh, Korea, almost as South Carolina. That's what they're doing in South Korea is uh, the government bought enough, um, excuse me, um, what do they call those masks? Um, no, but what are the, what type of, a respirator. Uh, the government bought enough respirator masks for the entire nation. As soon as they heard the pandemic was on the loose and they had a, the, their first few cases, they went and ordered from around the world. They bought up all the stock that they could find enough, you know, for their their population. So they distributed respirator masks to everybody and told everybody to get on board, get with the program, wear the masks, and it worked. They, you know, basically brought their um, outbreak to heal except for a few minor outbreaks but they have you know a very robust contact tracing campaign and so that nips that in the bud you know they shut things down as needed when they have a little spike so uh they're able to basically get on with their lives now what we could have done here you know instead of walking around wearing fucking bandanas uh excuse my language effing bandanas uh we could have uh <laughs> like that helps after I've already said it. Um, but, you know, what people were asking uh, the administration to do is invoke the War Powers Act to uh, force uh, manufacturers to make these masks. They could have made, you know, we didn't have enough, we didn't even have enough for first responders, let alone for the whole population, but we could have done that. We could, we could have had that. That's the whole travesty of this whole thing is that, um, um, none of this had to be. The War Powers Act is specifically designed for whoever's in charge, you notice I will not call him by that, that title, um, to invoke so that all of this, you know, so-called exceptional American industry can be uh, enlisted in the effort to uh, save, you know, to protect the nation. So 
could have had people, you know, you could have had that invoked to uh, ramp up mass production, ramp up the production of all of the testing uh, uh, supplies that you need, the swabs and reagents and all that. We've done none of that. The one time the war powers provision was invoked was to force poor people who are at risk, blacks and browns, immigrants, to go back to work in the middle of a pandemic so that MAGA could have hot dogs and hamburgers. They were forced to go back into the meatpacking plants. So F this whole thing, this whole situation. I will never forgive MAGA for, for deciding that Hillary Clinton was some sort of pariah that they just couldn't bring themselves to vote for, so they voted for freaking con man. Absolutely, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely disgraceful. And now here we are, all trapped in our houses, or we should be. You either trapped in your house, or you are, you know, playing Russian roulette every day when you go out with your life and the lives of your loved ones. And it's just, it is. It is just absolutely maddening. I read somewhere, I don't know if this is actually true, but I read somewhere that the American passport, do you know how many countries there are in the world? No, no. There are about 200. It varies from 190 to about 200, depending on, you know, border, government, uh, inter-country squabbles, and it, it fluctuates. There's about 200 countries in the world. Um, do you know how many that your American passport gets you into right now? According to this tweet I read. Now, I don't know if, oh, how accurate no, this is, but guess, take a guess. I'll give you all three guesses. Okay, all Four. of Europe is out. So. All of Europe is out. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, 20? That's my guess. That's a very good guess. And did did Ham weigh in? Four. Did you hear me? Yes. Yes. Um, that plus the Buck Nasties is a very accurate guess. Oh my lord! Twenty-four. Twenty-four countries. An American passport. So we can still go to Jamaica, right? We're supposed to be yes. Mo- actually, it's just pretty. It's pretty much. It's pretty much just the Caribbean. Caribbean. It's just the Caribbean that's open to us right now, um, and that's because they're just that desperate for our tourism dollars. Tourism dollars. But yeah. you know that that is um, that's astonishing. This is supposed to be the greatest country on the history, you know, in the history of humanity on the face of the planet, in the history of the universe, <laughs> and. Your your freaking passport is worth nothing. It's basically garbage. You can wipe your ass with it. And literally, what three months ago, when nobody could find toilet paper, you were better off using your passport to wipe your ass. And it's just it is it is it is infuriating to me because none of this had to be. No, uh, <laughs> what's wrong with me? I'm, must have had too much red wine tonight. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, New Zealand and almost said North Korea. Um, New Zealand has declared their uh, 
their outbreak, their pandemic completely over. They've eradicated it in New Zealand. Why? Because they did the shit that we wouldn't do. They wore masks, they tested everybody, they complied, they stayed home, and they got rid of the GD. And, and, and you know what? If you, I know you don't watch sports, but in the morning, like if you turn on FS1, Fox Sports, you know what you see? Professional Korean baseball. That's what you see. Yeah, because they can they freaking can play, play baseball. Right. <laughs> they can play baseball because, I mean, it, this is not difficult. This is not difficult. And you all saw that um, uh, story. It was trending a little bit, like a mild trend uh, yesterday, the day before, about the 30-year-old man. I think he's in Texas somewhere who just passed from COVID-19 and his dying words where I thought this was a hoax. Oh, no, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, he told the nurse, he, I thought this was a hoax, and he died a few hours later. Um, he actually caught it because he went to a party. He was 30 years old. <clears throat> went to a party where, you know, the the theme of the party was come catch COVID <sighs> because they thought it was a hoax. They thought it was a joke. So that mofo went and caught COVID and passed away. Unbelievable. Yes, yes. It, it's just, it is just. Oh my God! It's, it's I mean, you know, you know the what? Stupidest a, thing ever. Stupid. A lot of this. We can't even go to Canada and Mexico. The, the ugly American. Yes. Yeah. The ugly American. Um, what was it? I guess motif. I'm, I'm tired. And quite um, trope thing. Yeah, trope. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, the ugly American trope. But a lot of black Americans will suffer from that because we got to like follow rules. Well, the color thing be, is... A color between the lines, normally. <laughs> well, so. the thing, it, right, well, the thing <laughs> is, is that, you know, right, we are not responsible for... We're not the ones driving uh, the pandemic and the surge here, right? But we're the ones suffering from it. It is killing... Mm-hmm. I, I, I saw a chart... Uh, the other day and it's like for every 100,000 people 32 whites have it but 62 blacks have it and 73 Latinos wow it, I mean it is it, it is kicking colored people people of colors asses but you and, know but they, so, so what I saw also this week I was looking into well why it's not because we're just so much more we're more susceptible to it because of our melanated negroness it's because uh people of black folk and latinos and other brown people are working these jobs exactly. where they're in contact with they're low-wage workers. They're yeah. more black and brown low-wage workers who come into contact with this type of thing, where right. they are interacting with the rest of their family, where they're spreading it more. Exactly. That's we the live... reason why. It's not because, and we right, live in right. more densely populated areas. Exactly. Right. It's we... Not. Yeah. It's not that we're just so our genetic makeup. No, there's nothing inherently wrong with us. Um, it is just, as you say, it's a Obviously. fact of of economics. Um, that we work, we tend to work these jobs that can't be taken online. Um, and 
we live in more crowded environments. We don't live in these big, you know, McMansions where you can spread out. And you live in multi-generational families, um, many of us. So, you know, it's, it's, it's completely, it's really unfair. And if you notice, you know, there's no, there's no like um, verified fact I can point to, but just as an observation, you notice everybody was willing to, even though the administration didn't want to shut down um, the economy and everything, send everybody home, they were willing to do it. And everybody went home and everybody started wearing masks and for about two or three weeks. And then the first reports, maybe it was a month, and the first reports uh, uh, came out that most of the people dying from the disease were black and brown. And that's when you started seeing the militia show up at the state government houses saying, we, we need haircuts. We, we want to get back out. We need to open our businesses again. When they thought it was killing them, they, was, they were fine with staying home. And then when they realized, oh, it's just killing them. F it. Let's open back up. Let's get busy. And I'll never forgive Fonda for that. I swear to God, Republicans yeah, I mean, will not... never be allowed to govern anything ever again. I mean, we're not all on one accord, and that's what those countries have have handled it best. I mean, we have different states doing it different ways. But that's um, it's not it's different states. It's 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 a difference between um, who's in charge, who, who leads these states. The blue states, for the by, for by and large, they issued mask mandates. They they sent people home. They closed the schools. It, it, you know, and they were slow to reopen. They followed the CDC advice about how to reopen. It was the red states that said, screw it, you know, this thing is a hoax. You don't, the mask, masking is, is uh, voluntary and let's get the economy back open. That was, that was the, the Lieutenant Governor of Texas saying um, that, you know, uh, older people, older Americans are, are probably going to be willing to sacrifice their lives for the economy. That your grandparents should die so that we can have the economy. That was that was Donald Trump saying that the cure uh, for the pandemic can't be worse than the disease. So you know, it's not it it it, it is not just a, a blanket statement of oh you know we have we're not on one accord. You know, it is it is an ideology. Is an ideology, ideological divide that is driven by race. 